I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit I got no love for the fakeness If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this I'll always show up I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit I got no love for the fakeness If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this I'll always show up and make a statement I don't ever slow up Hello and welcome to the Annoying Tech Truth Podcast I'm your host Andre And um, today we will be discussing interview tips, how to become an interview ninja, basically. Um, this is one of the most important things which dictate how your career is going to go. Uh, so it makes sense to spend quite a bit of time to come up with an interview strategy. Now, the interview process is very different from company to company. However, they all have something in common. Some companies will give you a technical test, right, from the get-go. I mean, nobody, no human is ever going to speak to you before you pass a test. These are what I call a hard no. It means, no thank you. First, I need to decide if I'm interested in working in this place. So, what I would say, in order to become an interview ninja, in order to own the process, in order to bend it to your will, which is what we all need to do in this industry, we have to come up with a plan. How are we going to do it. My plan is very simple, so I can share my plan with you, however, I do not advise anyone to use my plan. It is my plan for a reason. Uh, I've developed it myself over a number of years because I interview quite a lot. So my first piece of advice, go and interview as much as possible. You should be having interviews every year, even if you do not plan to change uh, your role, because you never know what's up the, out there. You never know what's available to you. And you, if you've been listening to me for a while, you probably know what I say. If you if you stay in the same place for too long, you become stuck. You don't really progress your career. Of course, there are always there are always uh, exceptions to this rule. But by by large, and for most people, it is an actual proven truth. You will earn less during your work years. Um, you will rise to certain levels um, a lot slower than other people. Uh, so it, it, it makes no sense to basically spend too much time working in, in any place. I wouldn't recommend more than a couple of years at best. Um, and that needs to be taken with a little bit of, um, well, with a let's say with a huge grain of salt. There are places that you will actually enjoy and you see that you actually have a development career and it makes it's it's worth it from a financial point of view and from the career point of view. If you find such a place, awesome. But let's be honest, most places are not like that. You just you go somewhere, you do your job, you do the best that you can. Someone else offers you something better, you're off. That's basically it. So, number one in in building this um, this interview plan, make sure you understand very very well what is it that you want. That's number one. What is your goal? Why are you looking for another role? What do you need from the next role? It can't be. I'm pissed off with my current company and I can earn more if I go somewhere else. That's not a good reason to leave. Well, sometimes it is, but it's not enough. We need more than that. And we make a lot of mistakes when we get pissed off. So, no. Calm down, take a deep breath and think. What do I need? And you come up with a, a few bullet points. Maybe write them down somewhere. Okay? Use our favorite editor, notepad, whatever. What do you need? Well, you might say, okay, I need to earn more. For and you might have a realistic um, reason: increasing cost of living, your skills have developed, you you are worth more. Recruiters are coming to you with bigger numbers. <clears throat> if that's the case, fair enough. 
the market will always dictate uh, how much you can earn. However, there's a second aspect to it. Your skills are very much important. So the plan that you make needs to take into account the market conditions and your own skills. Okay, so keep that in the back of your mind all the time. So let's go back to the plan. Okay, what do we want from the next row? Well, let's think. Let's say you are a, uh, a junior developer, right? And um, you, you've spent maybe a year and a half in the place. You've learned a lot. Yes, you don't really get, you didn't really get a lot of support. So everything you've done was basically through your own efforts. Fair enough. Now your wages haven't kept up. Okay, fair enough. You're still on your, on your junior, but you kind of feel you're ready to move to the next level. And your current company is not prepared to give you that. So a very good reason would be, well, I want to become a mid-level developer. And that's what I'm looking for in my next role. That is my goal, right? And at that point, you start operating at a different level. Although, again, if you follow me for a bit, you probably know what I always keep saying. If you, wanna, if you want to uh, progress your career to a certain type of role, you must start behaving as, as if you are in that role already. In other words, you cannot wait for someone to hire you as a mid-level developer before you actually behave like a mid-level developer yourself. So you've got to show the behaviors, you've got to show the traits, you've got to show that you can do the job at that level. You can't be, well, I'm going to show that once I get the job. No, it does not work that way. So keep that in mind as well. Now, the next part would be, what are you prepared to put up with? And what do I mean by that? Well, we all have our strong points, our weak points, things that we want to do, things that we don't want to do. In my case, for example, one of the things that I don't want to do is technical tests. For a number of reasons. I just, I don't want to do that. My, my, my uh, point of view is very simple. I mean, I've got a long track record of things that I've done in my past. If you can't look at those and make a judgment based on that, then I don't want to work for you. I don't care. I've been in, in this industry for more than 15 years. That's enough. Okay? I don't need to prove to you every time that I can write a little bit of code and I can write a test. So, no thank you. That's one of my... Um, uh, that's one of my most important things. I don't do technical tests. Although I did, I did do this a few times in the past. It never led to anything good. But let's put that on the side. So, that's one of my things. Another one of my things is I'm trying to be as careful as possible when I'm joining a new company. Unfortunately, it's very hard to determine if your next employer is going to be a decent one. Everybody is on the best behavior, or at least they should be on the best behavior during an interview. So there's only so much information you can get, even when you ask a lot of questions. But that's my next point. You need to ask a lot of questions. You need to own the interview process. Yes, you will be asked a number of questions because every company is going to have uh, some questions and some will be dumb and some will be useful. Sometimes you talk to someone who knows what they're talking about and it's actually a pleasant experience. And someone, sometimes you talk with a brain-dead idiot who doesn't know what he's doing and he's only there because he was forced to be there. That happens as well. And if that's the case, for me, that's a harsh no. If the interview process shows me that not enough care has been put into that process, I can only imagine what it's going to be once I start working in that place. So no thank you. So, okay, now let's see. What kind of questions can you ask in order to own this interview process? Well, think what's important to you. How do you like to work? You might enjoy some freedom, right? So you might have some questions around that. You might want to be in a place where they have their shit together, for example, and um, they have really good agile practices. So you might develop a set of questions based on that. Okay. One thing I always ask a potential employer is uh, 
to tell me a bit about the the SDLC, the the um, the work process, right? How does it work? Uh, what does the agile process look like? And um, most of the time, most of the time, the answers are very simple. Um, most companies say a couple of things. Oh, we have a well-established agile process. We have stand-ups. Uh, we have a scrum master, and we have a board where all the work goes, and we've got tickets from that. And that's it. And that, in their views, that's that's agile. Okay, to me, it's not. Uh, just because you have a stand-up, that doesn't actually mean anything. But we'll, we'll leave that for another time, a discussion on what a stand-up should actually be. Um, so that's an example of how you would go about asking something. Then you might say, okay, well, I'm actually interested in working about um, working with the cloud and maybe, maybe doing some DevOps work and maybe uh, do we have a, a, a good uh, deployment process, uh, any kind of CICD, that kind of stuff, right? How do you deploy stuff to production? How often? That's a very big question because the more time they use, um, the more time they need to actually develop something to production, that tells you everything you need to know about their process. So if someone comes and says, oh, okay, well, we, we release every three months, oh, that's our cadence, then ooh, that's a, a big red flag, basically. If they come and say, well, we can release in a week or less, that's a lot better. And there's a reason for that. There's always a reason for that. Um, Based on how long it takes a company to release something to a live environment, to a production environment, um, that tells you everything about their testing process. So if it takes them, so they, if they can't release more often than three months, that they have a number of issues and testing is always part of that. Always. You can, be, you can guarantee that they have manual tests and there's a throw over the fence kind of work approach from devs to testers. Always happens. Um, Sometimes you can't avoid it. It depends on what kind of companies come to you. Um, if they say, well, actually, we have a very good process, we have a good suite of automated tests, and we can go to production in uh, the same day you've closed a the ticket, then that's that's nirvana, basically. It means that company, they have their shit together, and there's a lot of stuff you can learn from them, because most people can't do this. I know some big companies who do this. Uh, you, Ironically, big tech, uh, they seem to do that quite well. Companies like Amazon, maybe. Um, I'm pretty sure from what I've read in the past, they release quite often, multiple times a day. And by multiple, I mean up to thousands of times a day. And of course, you can't do that with a manual testing process. So the point is, <clears throat> when you ask this question, how often can you release? That tells you so much about what happens in that company. Very good question to ask, whatever level you are. Next, um, you might want to ask about your uh, progression opportunities, right? That's a bit of a... Now, between me and you, between just the two of us, because nobody else is listening to this apart from you, right? So, between the two of us, um, that's a useless question. Mainly because everybody will, will rack their brains to come up with the answer and say, yes, yes, we can do that. You could go into somewhere, some, some, some something like architecture maybe, or maybe you can become a, a manager or maybe something else. They, they will always struggle to give you something, okay? Um, and then, of course, you start working, then you discover there's no way of doing that thing. Or it's actually so hard, it's just not worth doing. Or someone must retire in order for you to, or leave in order for you to actually get that role. So, yeah, take that with a, you know, ask the question, but don't put too much weight on it. So we, we covered a few things already, right? So by now, I'm, I'm hoping it's clear. You think very well, what is it that you want from your new role? What is it that you're trying to learn? Because that will dictate what your questions should focus on. 
Okay, if you want to learn about uh, deployment pipelines and DevOps work, then ask about that and keep probing. How do you do this? Which cloud are you using? Uh, do you have PR pipelines? Do you have PRs? How does your process work uh, for a developer? If I join the team, how long does it take me to be productive and write code and have a working environment on my local development machine? That is an amazing question. See, that is one of those questions that is a make or break um, for me, in many cases, not always. Um, why do I say that? I've been in places where getting a version of their software to run on the local machine takes months. You just can't do it because it's too complicated. You, you, you can get the code, definitely. Everybody has some sort of source control, so that's not a problem. But to build it and actually run it, there's usually a tons of dependencies around that. So you must spin up maybe who knows how many APIs and you need to get some databases from someone or you need to do who knows what other things and make sure you have certain files with certain versions in a specific place in your location, otherwise nothing works. Hello, that happens way more than you think, okay? Something doesn't work. Oh, do you have the libsur folder on your C drive? That's a hard-coded location. It needs to be there, otherwise nothing works. You haven't had that yet? Because I have many times. See, if you are in a place where you can get the code, hit a button, and run the application that you're going to be working on, that's basically Nirvana. Now, there are one thing I would like to caution you about. You have to think about your level as well. Now, I'm not saying because someone hasn't figured these things out that you should discount them. I'm not saying that. Because sometimes you can actually go and influence these things. And I have. So I've, I've been in a place like this where it took me months, even with help from someone over there, to actually get something working. And it took me three months. Yes, that happens. And it's not the only time this happened. But by spending time there, by working with other people, I managed to get the onboarding process down to a day. So when new people would join my team, they would be productive on day two, for example because the process was so well organized that there was no need for any external help. You know, you have very good documentation, that's important, onboarding documentation, which tells you exactly what you need to do, and then everything falls into place. And you then do your development work and you make sure that you don't have hard-coded locations, you make sure you maybe use NuGet packages instead of hard-coded DLLs or whatever. See. All these kind of things, when you start thinking about that, when you start thinking about the onboarding process, there are many things you can change. And usually, it doesn't actually take that long. So that's my point. That's a very good question. But don't, don't discount someone just because they have a bad process. Okay? That's an opportunity for you. So there you go. That's an idea of something you could go and do. That's actually very important to that business. Now, what other things do we care about? Um, something about... Uh, the, the, the version of the software, the type of, um, of machine you're going to be getting, laptop, desktop, what kind of spec, what, how much memory. Uh, some companies do give you really good stuff and others give you crap. If they give you crap, don't bother, run away. It's no point. They clearly don't see any value in, in their development teams. So why would you be there? You don't want to be there. There's nothing to learn there. Run away. So hopefully by now you've seen there's a bit of a pattern in here and what to focus on. Um, from your personal view, from what's going to happen in, in the future. And you have to think, what is it that you think would make you happy if you were to work in a place? And leave all the, all the bullshit aside. I'm not talking about uh, cringy feelings or daily whatever. No, I'm talking about from a professional point of view. What would make you happy? And that's the kind of question that you need to ask them as well. How, what can I do? What do I need to do to be seen as a success after three months, six months, a year, whatever?
So you're kind of trying to see what the expectations are as well. And then you can bind that with your own expectations and see if there's any kind of commonality in there. Any, anything that, that, can be, um, that can be done um, to make your experience there better. Because at the end of the day, you have to think, why, why are you looking for another job? And yes, okay, yes, everybody needs to get paid so you can eat and not die. Okay, fair enough, but put that on aside. Why do you want the job? Is it just to get paid some money? Or do you want to achieve something as well? Do you have a goal in your mind? And that's the most important bit. Always have a goal. What's your goal? I want to become a senior dev. I want to become a lead developer. I want to become a senior architect. Doesn't matter what that is. The crazier the goal, the better. I want to be CTO one day. The crazier, the better. And then you start building towards that. And then you have to enlist other people to give you ideas. Because let's be fair, most of us don't know what we're doing when you try to do this kind of stuff. But you must have a goal in mind. And then based on that goal, you're going to take steps in order to achieve it. And each step will have a number of requirements and things that you might learn or develop. So that's how you look at another road. What can I learn? What can I develop? How can I do this? It's not just, oh, I'm going to get paid. Good enough. No, it's not. There's much more than that. Okay? Now, you, uh, you probably know how I feel about this quiet quitting thing, which uh, if you've, I've got an entire episode on that. If you haven't, um, please go and look in my list of episodes and you can uh, listen to that and, and see what I say. Very short, do your best, done as much as possible. Learn on your own time. Don't expect to learn on company time, okay? It's not, yes, I know, they will say the same thing probably, but at the end of the day, you want to control your learning experience, okay? You have to develop your skills. The kind of offers that you're going to get and the kind of roles that you're going to get depend very much on your own skill set. That's it. Nothing else matters. If you sit on your fat ass all day and don't do anything, don't learn anything, then don't expect good things to come to you. It's as simple as that. Nobody's going to give you anything. So, put that aside. You have to put in the effort. You have to put in the time. You have to learn. And you have to keep your finger on the pulse of the industry to see what's going on. See the patterns. Okay? And follow people who know what they're doing. Always do this. In other words, don't settle for mediocrity. You do not want that. Do not be another mediocre developer. We have enough of those. No, you need to be better. And that's one of the reasons of this podcast. Yes, it's annoying, right? I'm going to give you the truth. I'm not going to cushion your feelings and I'm not going to tell you what you want to learn. I don't care about your feelings. If you want to have a great job, and progress, you have to put in the effort. There's no way around it. Okay? And if you don't agree to this, fair enough. Don't be here. You're not going to learn anything anyway. Okay, there you go. Now, that's the best way to, to sell a podcast. I'm just giving you reasons not to listen to it. That's brilliant, Andre. Well done. All right. So, if, you, if you've taken anything out of this, there's one more thing that I have to tell you. And I need to tell you as well. You can only demand things once you are in a certain type of position and you have a number of skills behind you. If you are at the beginning of, of your career, you have no leverage. You cannot demand pretty much anything. Your, your goal and your purpose should be around learning. So when you interview, you have to keep that in mind as well. You've got to be realistic. What do I bring to the table? What do I learn? How much do this company, how much do they need me? And if you're in a position where they actually need you because you're damn good at what you do, well, at that point... Yeah, you can dictate the terms of any agreement, or most of them anyway. You can literally do that. Otherwise, you can't. So that's why I keep the focus on improving your technical skills and becoming better and better and learning and all that stuff. That's why, because that gives you leverage, okay? It puts you in a position of power. More companies are going to want you 
which means you can say no to as many as you want until you find the one that you do actually want. And that's another point. Make sure that when you ask the questions, if you see things which should disqualify a company very quickly, then do so very quickly. Do not look for a job just to get another job. No, always gain something from it, whatever that is. Progression, learning a certain type of thing, working with some people, that's always a, a very good reason. You know, if there are people that you respect, they're very good at what they do, and you think to yourself, dude, I can learn from this guy or this girl or whatever, then do it. It's worth it. I've done it. Totally worth it. Okay, so I think we covered this as well. Let's see. Anything else I can think of? Not really. I think that's enough, to be honest. So I'm going to leave you with this um, This episode. It's um, still around 20 minutes, so I think that's probably enough for now. Um, I'm going to thank you for your time. This will go on all the podcast platforms, Apple, whatever, blah, blah, uh, all of those. It's going to be on YouTube, and it's going to be on Rumble as well. I'm trying to build up my Rumble uh, my Rumble presence too for a number of a number of reasons. So if you can, please like the video, please follow me, um, keep listening, and if you've learned anything or if you don't agree with something, um, say something, comment, send me a message, make a comment on the video, whatever. Thank you very much. Until next time. I don't ever slow up. No, I don't take shit. I got no love for the fakeness. If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show up. I don't ever slow up. No, I don't take shit. I got no love.